Good morning and welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral for the celebration of the Eucharist on the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Our celebrant is Father Salvo, rector of the cathedral. Please stand and join in singing the opening hymn, number 750 in the Blue St. Michael hymnal. Sing praise to our creator, number 750. Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral and everyone joining us from home. We are all united in this Mass. We welcome Father Ralph Dahlia from the Diocese of St. Petersburg who is visiting us here at the Cathedral. And as we begin these sacred mysteries, let us first call to mind our sins and ask our Lord to grant us His peace, His mercy, and His forgiveness. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
Let us pray. Show us your favor, O Lord, and increase the gifts of your grace that, made fervent in hope, faith, and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your commands through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. reading from the Book of Wisdom. There is no God besides you who have the care of all that you need show that you have not, justly, not unjustly condemned. For your might is the source of justice. Your mastery over all things makes you lenient to all. For you show your might when the perfection of your power is disabled. And in those who know you, you rebuke temerity. But though you are master of might, you judge with clemency, and with much lenience you govern us. For power, whenever you will, attends you, and you taught your people by these deeds that those who are just must be kind, and you gave your children good ground for hope that you would permit repentance for their sins. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, you are good and 
to the sound of my pleading. Lord, you St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, the Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings, and the one who searches hearts knows what is the intention of the Spirit, because he intercedes for the holy ones according to God's will. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowds, saying, the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, in his, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, an enemy has done this. His slave said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, No, if you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, 
First collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophets. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. Then dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, he who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into a fiery furnace. There will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, Jesus gives us this very powerful parable of the good seed and the weeds, and in a very simple way also explains to us what each means, what, how the, the, the sower is himself, and the sower of the weeds is the devil, and the, the good seed is anyone that is filled with grace, and, and, the, and the bad seed are those filled with evil. And it's something, of course, that we know it is the way it is. We live in a world and always has, have been of saints and sinners. There are many saints walking through the world at this moment, all over the world, <clears throat> most of them unsung saints, but saints that are filled with God's grace and with God's peace and, and just an instrument of love and service unto others as, of course, we don't even need to think about it too much, how many uh, personalities of evil are out there causing wars and causing injustices and causing the worst of tragedies. But it's good for us not only to see that reality and, and to realize, and which we must always realize, that there is going to be a competition, a battle between good and evil in the same way that Jesus Christ and the kingdom of heaven is trying to make us into saints and trying to get us into heaven, the enemy is very active as well. And they're trying to get us down and to, and to collapse into sin and darkness. That battle has always been since Adam and Eve, and it's just the human condition, except for the fact that we have our Savior in which we can rely on to live out and be victorious with him in that battle. So it's important for us then to see then how does this happen? Because everyone is born innocent. And of course, we might come with certain genetic predispositions. We might have even some intergenerational wounds that we carry uh, from the moment we are born. Even, even in, in, the, in the womb of our mother, we may have had traumatic experiences. And all those can be scars and pains and, and things that can predispose a person to, to, to act in certain ways. But, that does not mean that it has to be that way. We are all foremost and, and most important of all, we were created in the womb of our mother to be saints and to live this life as saints and to be saints shining like the sun, as Jesus says here, for all of eternity. So no one is born bad and we were all meant and created by God in his plan 
to be born good. We were created to be saints, to be in love with him and let him love us forever. So that is the basis of it all. So how come there is evil people and how come there are bad people? What happens? What happens? First of all, we have to know that we will always have free will. And that's something that God will always respect. He will respect our decisions. He ultimately gave us our choice because he has to give us free will if he wants love to be, he wants love to be real. And love can only be real if it's chosen freely. If we didn't have free will and we were only in a way made like a robot to cho choose only things that are good, then that would not really be love because we wouldn't be choosing anything. It would just be like automatic and, and something that we didn't even think about. Love has to be chosen, but in the other side of the cone, hate and darkness can be cho chosen as well. So here we have, let's now how it happens. So here is our, we, let's, let's use this parable for ourselves. Let's, let's see what's happening in each of us as individuals because the same thing is happening as individuals. So here we are, we can say that the field is our soul, our, our, our livelihood, our being. We can say that Jesus, of course, is always trying to plant good seed in us. He is, he is giving us his love. He is giving us every grace that we need through the sacraments. He is giving us people that love us. He is giving us good examples. He is giving us the gospel. He is giving us the teachings of the church. Every single moment, our Lord, even when we are asleep, even when we are not conscious of it, he is trying to fill us with grace and with, and with everything that we need to be good, to be loving, and to bear fruit for his kingdom. He is always trying to do that. But the enemy, also being active, he's trying to uh, plant weeds in our soul, in our mind. And that comes in not only through drastic ways, but even by bad examples that we see in, in, in the media, in the fallen world, in, in, in the ways of thinking that are not according to God's will, in, in basically take, having bitterness and grudges and, and hatefulness towards others, the lack of forgiveness. He, that, that's always going to be trying our, the, the devil to get to us. So here we are, here we are now, in a garden filled with good seed and with weeds, our decision then is what are we going to do about it? How are we going to cooperate? Who is the one that we really want to be the sower of our soul? Is it going to be Jesus Christ or is it going to be the enemy? Because we have to cooperate and we have to do our part and we have to make that decision. So. If someone chooses uh, for, for good fruit to be the one that's prevalent in, the, in, in, in our soul, then we have to actively be cooperating with Jesus Christ to make that happen. The other side is almost a decision by omission at first because the devil, he's, it's just like an abandoned haunted house filled with the weeds in the garden, filled with all the horrible dying trees. It, we don't have to do much. He'll take care of that, but we will be start becoming more numb to sin. We will become more addicted to sin. We will become, uh, our, our viewpoint is going to be darker and darker until one day we are so filled with weeds that we are now officially an instrument of the evil one. By just letting it go, by letting it happen, by just not wanting God to fill us with his love. What we must do is ask our Lord, I want you to be the only gardener in my life. And the weeds are going to be there because they are, and, and, and the battle is real, and the weeds are there, and we have our own weaknesses and predispositions and, and everything and, and circumstances of life that make, have made us into certain categories. But we must actively tell our Lord that we need him to come and, and just plant the good seed and, 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 and the weeds that are, will be there, that they are not the ones that overpower. And that is the choice that Jesus is giving us today and always through this parable. And that being said, it's important for us to also remember this. 
So many times we make the mistake that we think that we have to get the rid, going through the same example of all weeds in our soul, to then come to Jesus Christ, to then come to him, because now we deserve it, we might think. Now we're good, so now we can really come to him. And, and now it, it's, but it's not the way it happens. He is telling us that he is the sower of good seed. We have to cooperate with him, but we have to do it with him, and we have to be honest, and we have to say, here I am, I want to have a beautiful garden in my soul, filled with grace and filled with fruit for your kingdom, but there's going to be weeds there, and I don't know, I can't fully take, get rid of them myself. I need your help, Jesus Christ, but here are my weeds. This is my weeds. I need your forgiveness in the confessional. I need your mercy. I need your grace to be healed. I need you to, take, to, to do something about that so that less and less weeds are planted in our soul and more and more good fruit are. But we have to come that with all of our honesty and, and humility and, and trust in God that he wants to do exactly just that. I, I've shared this story with some of you before, but when I was starting seminary, I had, uh, I had an experience that, that taught me uh, a big lesson, especially since sometimes in the seminary, we can, we can think that we need to like, we, we like be too perfect to get it right and everything. We get a little scrupulous, it's called, and, and so sometimes we get very stressed, and, and, and we all go through that, that we need to learn how to trust more and with God and to be more humble with our weaknesses that we trust God will help us with if we want to cooperate with him. So it was my first year in seminary, and I went to Nicaragua, where my family's from, and my grandmother, she wanted to give me a gift for, you know, congratulations for entering seminary and everything. So she had a scapular made for me. I'll show it to you. I mean, I'm sure you can't really see it. But it's, it's, it's a scapular that, you know, like the scapular of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. So the scapular has, is made of the cloth of the habit of the Carmel. So the way it's done is that they embed it. They embed the cloth in this little, so then it's protected. And, and, and so you can have it forever. So it's, and it's, you know, it's protected by gold. And, and then, of course, it has the image of Our Lady of Mount Carmel and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. But on this side, there was, no, there was nothing. So at the jewelry st store, they told me, what do you want to put there? So I put on one side an M for Mary, and it's just her, her, her initial. And on the other side, I put, I, I asked them to engrave totus tuus which was the motto of St. John Paul II, which means, I am all yours, Mary, to take me to Jesus. So I, I had them engrave that totus tuus in, in, in Latin is, is, means all yours. So anyways, I get it back the day before I was coming back to New York to continue my classes. I was in like spring break, like vacation of some sort. And when I look at the scapular, I realize that there's a typo in my scapular. So because in, instead of a totus tuus, they put totus tuum with an M. And I'm like, well, there's a typo in the scapular. Uh, I told, but they didn't have, and they were like, that's easy to fix. They said, we will just scratch it out and we'll, and we'll just fix it next time you come because right now it won't, it won't be ready. You're leaving tomorrow, it won't be ready. So like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just wear it with a typo for a while. And then when I get back next time, we'll get it fixed. Okay, that's that. But when I got to seminary, I was sharing the story with this very wise priest, and I was showing it to him. He's like, oh, yeah, my grandmother gave me this beautiful scapular, but it has a typo, and I had to get it fixed, and, and, and so it, that's that. But he said to me at that moment, which I'll never forget, he said, do not get your scapular fixed. Do not fix that typo, because if you really want to give of yourself all of yourself, to God, to our Blessed Mother, then that has to include your imperfections as well. That has to include your weeds. That has to include the things that embarrass us about ourselves. That has to include everything that needs fixing and healing and, and forgiveness. And so that will remind you that that's the only way because if you only want to give yourself fully when you're perfect, that will then never happen because we will never be fully perfect, even uh, uh, until we, we, can, we can have a last sin even in our deathbed. We will always need God's grace to make sure that it is the good fruit that is always conquering our soul. But we have to be realistic and say, 
without you, the, the enemy is going to keep on planting weeds, and, and I need your help. And that's all we need to do, cooperate with the sower, with the good sower, and humbly let him heal us. Because then, and only then, will we be truly the kingdom, the, the children of, of good fruit, the children that will then be radiating like the sun, which is what he created us to be. Everyone that is evil because they have let all of the weeds of the enemy take over their soul, have just are not living the way they were created to be by the heavenly creator of all things and all his wisdom. They've just let it go. They just forgot about it. They just didn't care. They just got badly influenced. Whatever it is, it's, it just happened. But even then, there's still hope for redemption. And there's even then hope for forgiveness and hope for mercy. Because in the end, God created us to live forever, for all of eternity with him, shining like the sun. God bless you. And now let us profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us ask our Heavenly Father to help us with all of our needs. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our Shepherd, Timothy Cardinal Dolan, for all bishops, priests, deacons, religious, and those who guide us in faith, that they may always be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among nations and for those suffering the effects of war, especially in Ukraine, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer for grandparents and the elderly, that they may be blessed with strength and good health as they pass on the treasure of their faith to new generations. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all our beloved dead, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And we will pray for Madeline because, Madeline, for birthday blessings for you on your 93rd birthday. As Madeline is always a daily parishioner here of us. We pray that the Holy Spirit may guide you each day. Let us pray to the Lord. Loving God, open our hearts and fill us with your concern for all your people. We ask this through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Please join in singing, O oh God, Our Help in Ages Past, number 661 in the blue St. Michael hymnal, number 661.
Pray, brothers and sisters, that this my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father. O God, who in the one perfect sacrifice brought on completion buried offerings of the law, accept, we pray, this sacrifice from your faithful servants and make it holy as you bless the gifts of Abel, so that what each has offered to the honor of your majesty may benefit the salvation of all, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. <clears throat> Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For in you we live and move and have our being, and while in his body, in this body we not only experience the daily effects of your care, but ever now possess the pledge of life eternal. For having received the first fruits of the Spirit, through whom you raised up Jesus from the dead, we hope for an everlasting share in the Paschal mystery. And so, with all the angels, we praise you as in joyful celebration we acclaim. indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity. 
together with Francis, our Pope, and Timothy, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom of Lord Jesus Christ, who said unto your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Please join in singing Shepherd of Souls, Refresh and Bless, which is number 746 in the Blue St. Michael Hymnal, number 746.
please join in sing, singing Humbly We Adore Thee, number 570, in the same blue St. Michael hymnal, number 570. Thank you. 
Let us pray. Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those who have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Mass has ended. Let us go in peace. And have a beautiful Sunday, everyone, and everyone at home as well. Please join in singing, O God Beyond All Praising, number 659, in the Blue St. Michael Hymnal, number 659.